Let's get into this week's Parsha, Parsha's Dvarim, a new Sefer, new section in the Torah, Tavshin Ayin Aleph. Start off with the name of the Parsha. We'll have uh, some thoughts uh, related to the Parsha, a couple of thoughts as well related to both Parsha and Yana Diyoma, and we'll end off tonight, Beth Hashem, with a thought at the end related to Tishabav coming up this week. Uh, okay, let's start off with the name of the Parsha. Dvarim, things. This is not the most exciting name of the Parsha. Dvarim. Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe, we have to appreciate what Ela Hadvarim means. Ela Hadvarim is an exclamation. These things. It's as if someone says, look, check this out. Look at these things. Look at these are words that might be exclaimed upon encountering something new or different. The opening phrase of our parsha. These are the words. It's as if it says, these are, you gotta, you gotta look at this. You gotta check this out. Ela Hadvarim, these things. As Chazal Darshan, Kilu Koyom Beinecha Kachadashim. That's a, that's what Eladvarim means, and that's how we have to understand it. Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe. But second paragraph: to extend the way we think and act to the extent that we have genuinely adopted a new approach is no less than a miracle. It's very hard. It's very hard to have the attitude of being excited about everything, the newness of everything. For if the definition of a miracle is an unprecedented change in nature, then a totally fresh outlook to Torah and divine service also represents an unprecedented change in our nature. Somewhat of a miracle to think that the newness, even though we've been doing things for so long, so many every day we put on tefillin, and every week we keep Shabbos, and everything, and every day we keep kosher. So where's the excitement? How do we view it as newness? Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us a little help gave us a little uh, aspect in nature that helps us out regarding this issue. And that is the idea of sleep. Second paragraph. In order to help us, second column, in order to help us perform this wonder on a daily basis, the fact that we have to feel new. How do we feel, Bechal Yom Tambe, that every day is, is, is new? At first glance, sleep appears to be a total waste of time. Now, for most of us, sleep is something that holds us back. Sleep is something that we're like, we don't want to do. We want to do it, but we just don't get to do it. For how is the purpose of creation advanced when we are lying in bed? Why did God charge us with a mission to improve and perfect the world, only to handicap us with the need to spend a significant portion of each day out of action? It's amazing. Sleep is is something that that we all think that oh okay we have to do it, but it's not like this is uh, this is positive. It would be better if we wouldn't need it. Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe. In truth, however, God made us need to sleep for a positive reason. For after a night's sleep, one feels like a new person who was able to break free from the limitations of yesterday. Kodesh Baruch Hu had to put it into the Bria some way that we could consistently and constantly feel new. Imagine if we were born and we were awake for our entire life. There would never be a moment in time where we could start afresh. We would just go straight. Imagine during the day. Is there ever like you could say you have to, you know, I want to wake up. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Hope tomorrow is going to be better. But if, if you already woke up on the wrong side of the bed, you finished. Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe, that's the point of having a day. Not just having days. Right, Akadosh Baruch Hu also could have created day and night and still not needed sleep. No, but it's the night and sleep as a package in order to help us to help us with this idea. And that's Ela Hadvarim. These things, check these out. Look at these. We have to have that excitement and an attitude towards all aspects of our Avodas Hashem. 
It's an interesting ha'ara that, uh, if you look at the Gemara at the end of Masechah's brachas, on Dafsamach HaMabez, the Gemara there is the source for all the brachas that we say in the morning. They used to say it, as the Gemara says, let's look on line 15 for a minute, Kishama Kol Tarnagola, when they used to hear the voice of the rooster, Leima, Barach Asher Nazan Laila. They used to say brachos very meaningfully as events occurred and as they went through their day in the morning, their morning uh, routine. Ki when they opened their eyes, leima barach pokeach ivrim. They used to say that. Now we say it all in 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 shul. We were masadir together, but they used to say it separately. Ki taritz v'yasev leima barach matir asurim. When we sit up, we say Hashem removes the shackles of those who are tied up. Ki lavish, when we get dressed, leima barach malbash arumim. Ki zakif, when we stand up, leima barach zakif kifufim. Right, all of the, all of the, uh, brachos, berchot hashachar that we say. When he stands on the floor, rokar salamayim, going through everything. What's the first one on the list? We skipped before. But before that, we have elokai neshama. I did not read that on line 11. Ki mitar omar elokai neshama. Right, moda'ani is not here. But, that's also not the first one. What's the first one on the list of this Gemara? Line one now, going backwards. When somebody goes to bed, Omer, Mishma Yisrael Ad Vahayim Shamoa, Vaomer, Barach HaMapil Chavleshit, excuse me, Ali Nai, Usnamala Vapai, and it goes through a certain Nusach of HaMapil, we have a little different Nusach, but that's the first one the Gemara talks about. It talks about when you go to sleep, you see Amapil. When you wake up, you see Lakai Neshama. When you do the Shrooster Vachulu Vachulu. Why is that the first one in the Gemara? Shouldn't that be the last one? The last one. The last one on the list should be and when you go to sleep. Right after all, that's what the Shulchan Aruch says. The Shulchan Aruch, at the end of Chelek Beis of Mishnah Bura, that's where he has the Hilchas of Kriyashmala Mita. And yet in the Gemara, it's first. Maybe the underlying message is, is that this, if it would have been last, we would have thought, okay, it's the end of the day. Just go to sleep. You say, Abracha Hashem, save me and make sure I wake up in the morning. But you just go to sleep. By the fact that the Gemara, Ravina and Ravashi, put it at the beginning, it's to emphasize to us that this is also Avodah. And this is also part of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. And we also make a Bracha as an acknowledgement of this. We open our eyes, we go to sleep. This is also part of the Avodah. That's why it's first. Hanichnas Lishan. That's the beginning. After all, the day in, in Yahadu starts at night. So the first thing we do, like the Lubavitcher Rebbe said, the sleep, the fact that we need sleep, doesn't mean, <laughs> doesn't mean that we should sleep away all of our lives and as much as we can. There are certain amounts of sleep that are appropriate. Maybe on Shabbos a little more. But that is the Gemara, which implicitly might hint to the fact that sleep as well is part of our avodah. Okay. Let's move on to another general item. And that is, we discussed last year a number of opinions. What exactly is the point of Sefer Dvarim? We spoke about the Ramban and the Radvaz last year. We discussed how there are some mitzvahs that are new in Dvarim and some mitzvahs that are repeated. And it's called Mishnah Torah. That's the name in the Midrashim of this Sefer. So what exactly is, is the purpose of this monologue that Moshe Rabbeinu gives? Right. Everything here is Moshe Rabbeinu's last speech that he gives to Klal Yisrael. We already know it's the 40th year. Moshe uh, is the only one of the triumvirate, right, of the three that are still alive. Aaron HaKohen died last week's parsha. Rosh Chodesh Av. Miriam Aredia also has died. So this is it. So what exactly is the purpose of this parsha, of this sefer? Question one. And another question. The Mishnah tells us in Perki Avos, bold-faced in source number three, Kala Shocheach Dabar Echad Mi Mishnaso, 
if anybody forgets something from their learning, I'm reading Harizim uh, Mischayev Benavsho. Mischayev Misa. Shenemar. Okay, what does that mean? Mischayev Benavsho. If he forgets on purpose, but if somebody forgets from their learning, they're Chayev Misa. And the pasuk quoted is Shenemar. Raki Shomer Lachosh Varnavshacha. Be very careful. Don't forget. Pentishchach as Advar Mashar Roi Nechov and Yisur Melacha. Yom Mashar Matah Shem Mashar Lefnech Hashem Lekecha B'Chorif. Right. The pasuk. Don't forget Har Sinai. Asked Rav Avram Shor and Halakha Falibov. In the second volume that he has in Pirkei Avos, how does the source fit the din? Fit the Maimer Chazal? Maimer Chazal that if you forget something when you're learning, then it's not a good thing. Whatever Meschayi Benavsho means in that context, but you can't forget when you're learning. What's the source? Don't forget Har Sinai. What does Har Sinai have to do with my, my learning Torah? I go to a Gemara Shear. If I forget something from the Shear, it's a problem because the Pesach says I can't, I'm going to forget Har Sinai. I can't forget Har Sinai. Ma'akesha, what's the connection between Har Sinai and learning Torah? So, question one, what's the purpose of Sefer Dvarim? Question two, what is the connection between this source and the and the din? Says Rav Avram Shor, Yesh lahachos b'divriya Mishnah. Eich mevi hatana raya mipasak hamadaber al shichachas matan Torah. How is it time to bring a raya? From something that talks about the forgetting matan Torah, l'misha shochech dover echem mishnaso. Two different things. Halo shomanu mitzovim liskar hamaimer aniskav. By our sina, we have to remember the awesome event. Vahayis galus hamiyu chedesh ayaz. The amazing divine revelation that we all experienced. Veich nucha ladamu zos l'limer atorish al yachid. I'm learning Torah. We're all learning wherever we are now. Whether we're sitting in our offices listening to this, whether we're where we're in the car, wherever we are, we're learning. What does that have to do with maimer sinai? So you see also that Gemara and Brachas tells us that whenever we learn we have to have the same attitude that it used to be in the olden days they had to learn standing up. They were in awe. They were in awe. Line 9. You have to be scared. You have to be trembling. So what's the connection between Talmud Torah Yachid and Maimon Arsinai that the Mishnah even links the source of not forgetting Arsinai to not forgetting our learning? So what exactly is the is the message? It says Rav Avram Shor. Starts off with the Chidushi Arim. Bottom of the column. Nakdim divrei Chidushi Arim zechri yogin aleinu. If you look back in Shmos, in Kisisa, when the Pazak says, when Hashem finished talking to Moshe, he finished talking with him. It doesn't only say to him, with him. Rashi there says, he quotes it, Upirish Rashi, Hashem reviewed it with Moshe. As if Moshe needed Chazara. When did Moshe needed Chazara? He didn't get it the first time. What does that mean? That's what Chazal say. That he reviewed it with him. Ubiyar explains the Chedushi Arim, the Gera Rebbe. Ki be'emes b'chol pam yeshchilak b'nasagaz atam adam ha'shem alam do harav. Usually when we're in a shir, when we have a Rebbe and a Talmud, there's, there, by, by definition, because there's, there's, a, there's a transmission going on here, there's usually something lost in the transmission. Does a student ever get perfectly, exactly everything that the Rebbe is trying to tell him? Right, does that happen? Usually not. The Rebbe gives over. Even We're not even talking about what the Rebbe doesn't get a chance to give the Talmud. Everything that the Rebbe has that, that he doesn't give. But even what he gives, even the shit that he gives, does the Talmud get everything exactly? Sometimes not. What's the only way that he gets it? If he reviews and reviews and reviews and reviews and the Rebbe says it again and again and again and again. 
Ukimochain. Be'eshe Shama Moshe Rabbeinu Divar Kodesh Baruch Hu. Moshe Rabbeinu was human. So when he heard the, the Dvar Hashem, Lo haya Moshe Rabbeinu yachol akabila Torah. Kemoshe haya mamish b'kavana sabor yisbarach. Even Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't get it exactly. Says Rav Avram Shor. From one time. Imkain hayaksas hachiluk b'na kabbalah l'nesina. So getting it from Hashem and giving it over, there'd be a there'd be a difference. There'd be a chisaron. That's the Chazal. Hakadosh Baruch Hu reviewed it with him exactly again and again. Hakadosh Baruch Hu Chazar v'Shana Imo Kimosha Haya Basakas Hamakabel. I want to make sure that you get everything, Moshe Rabbeinu. V'Hainu Kedesha Halimud v'Asakas Shal Moshe Rabbeinu Yiyam Yakadosh Baruch Hu Beli Hefresh Bein Makabela Nosein. Says the Chalushi Arim, Hashem didn't want there to be any distinctions. Right? As we learned a couple of weeks ago, the Rashi beginning of Matos, Zehadavar, Moshe had clarity. He had complete understanding of the Torah, that not understanding of Hashem, but of the Dvar Hashem that Kodesh Baruch was telling him. Kodesh Baruch Hu minimized, was meant some same, the, the aura and the Torah that he was giving him in order for Moshe to get it. And then says the Svasemes, that's exactly what Dvarim is about. Dvarim, you're repeating it. We had a lot of these already. Had a lot of these mitzvahs already. It's repeating Shabbos, repeating the Sarasa Dibris. Moshe, Moshe wanted everybody to get it well. Hashem taught him and he taught him by example. And Moshe says, I have to give over give it over to get to Klai Yisrael because I need them to get what I'm giving. They didn't get it. Or they didn't get it for 40 years, they didn't get it. That's why they had to, they had to repeat it. That's why they had to repeat it. Okay, so now so far we didn't finish yet. What, what's the point of Sefer Dvarim? Exactly, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to repeat to Moshe Rabbeinu. What do you need to repeat for? Because Moshe wanted him to be that great Rebbe that made sure that everything that he said, that the Talmudim got, not just they got part of it, or the, yeah, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. No, I don't want that attitude. I want you to have it totally. I want you to understand it as much as I could give you. That's Dvar. We still didn't answer the other question about the Mishnah. Here we go. What does the Harsinai have to do with learning? Right, the Pasuk, forgetting each. See, he's Mosef, line 16. He quotes, Mosef al Zen Nekudinifla. He's Mosef in Nekudinifla. Where does he get that Lushan from, Nekudinifla? The Rambam and the Pirish Mishnayis in Krisus. He says, I'm going to let everybody know now in Nekudu It's about Basar B'chalav, Yisrael But that's the phrase of Nekudu It's from, from the Rambam. So, the Medrash tells us, Every Talmud Chacham, every Jew who's sitting and learning, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yoshev Kenegdo. Hashem is sitting next to him. Kaviyachol. Vikorei Vishona and is teaching him and is learning with him. What does that mean? Says Rav Avram Shur, every single person who learns, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives them a special siyata deshmaya of understanding, of getting it, even though it shouldn't be that we fully get something. And sometimes we don't, if it's a, if it's a, a source that has a lot of different levels of meaning. But says Rav Shur, Adam, second line. Halome Torah, Hari Hasagasa Rechokam Maobi Masha Kavanas Atarab Emes. We're going to try to understand the Torah. We wouldn't be able to get it. Hakadosh Baruch Hu Yoshi Vishonim Adam Lafia Sagaso Kinegdo. Hakadosh Baruch Hu comes according to your abilities, according to each person's potential. 
V'yeshlis boni mitzvarim elu. So what do we? What do, what do, what is we saying here? What does that mean? Every time a person learns, Hakadosh Baruch Hu comes to him or her and is with them and gives them a Kabbalah Satora, gives them a special siyata d'shmaya of understanding, just like Hashem gave it to Moshe and Moshe gave it to Klal Yisrael. That's the whole Sefer Dvarim. Yeshlis boni mitzvarim elu kilafi dvarav l'chol adam be'es limudo yesh nesina satora. Every time we learn, every time we listen to a shear. It's like my Marasina again. Yeshlo Maimach al Kabbalah Satora Lafia Sagaso. Vizel Akarish Brahu Shona Vyoshev Kinegdo. That's what it says. Akarish Brahu, we say it every morning. No Sena Torah. Not Nasana Torah. What do you mean he gives the Torah? He gave the Torah a long time ago. Every time we open up a Chumash, every time we open up anything, Akarish Brahu is giving us the Torah. He's giving us the special Siata the Shmaya to understand and to get as much as we can from the from the source. That's the connection between learning Torah and Kabbalah Torah and that Sefer Dvarim and that is understanding Pshat in the Mishnah in Perkyavos. Okay, now let's get into some of the Pesukim of the, of the Parsha. Let's look at the beginning of the Parsha. Torah tells us, These are the words, so the pash, pash of the Pasuk is that the, all these are places, but as we know, Chazal tell us each of these are a hidden rebuke. Moshe Rabbeinu was giving Tochacha, he waited till the end of his life to give him uh, to give them rebuke, that's the first Rashi on the parsha. Lefishe in Divrei Tochachos, because they are words of rebuke, Umanakan kol hamakomo sheikh isu bohen, he lists off all the places where B'nai Yisrael angered Hashem, so he didn't want to scream it out to them. He wanted to give hidden Hidden rebuke. And he quoted them in a hinting way, right? Each of these places. So, what are these places? Paran, Tofel. So, Rashi says, Paran is Al Maraglim. Paran is the Maraglim. Tofel, Rashi says, what does Rashi say Tofel is? Bain Tofel, Amr Abyochan, he quotes, Taflu al Haman, Shehulavan. Tophel is somehow a, 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 a connection connected to the sin of complaining about the mud. Okay, that's Rashi. If you look at the clay yakar, okay, we've had a couple of clay yakars. Clay yakar in the summer months serves us well. So if you look at the clay yakar, we're going to have two points. Step one and step two. First, the clay yakar in source number five tells us that he thinks we can read the pasuk on a deeper level, which is in Yana Diyoma for this time of year, and it always comes out as we know. Dvarim is the Shabbos, Shabbos Chazon, always before Tishabab. We read one of the pesukim in the Echatun, and the Haftarah is in the Echatun before Echa. So if you look in the Klayakar source five, Bain Paran Uvein Tofel, those are the only two words in the pasuk that have a Bain. Bamidbar Barava Mosuf Bain Paran Bain Tofel. It's like between Paran and Tofel. What's between Paran and Tofel? Says the Klayakar, we're between two two days right now. I think there's a remis here to the tragedies that happen later in history. Shavasa Batamas and Tishabov. Keep Paran, I'll agree to Rashi for Paran Hainu, Maisa Maraglam. Paran is the Maraglam, which we know. Asher Bo Bahu Bahia Shochinam Vuku Ladaros. That's Tishabov. You know one of the five tragedies the Mishnah says at the end of Tainus. Paran, between Paran, which is Tishabav, that's the Meraglim. And what's Tofel? Rashi said Man, Klayakar says Egel. Egel Asher Asu. Kimash appears Rashi, Shetaflo Alaman, or Rashi says it means the Man, Elo Dimion Bemikra. 
I don't see any parallel anywhere in Tanakh. The Yoser Hayanachon is better pshat if Rashi would have said Tofel means Avodizara. Why? Avalfidarkenu, Karav Lishmosh, Amaiso Egel Remez Betofel. Line 7. Kimatsino Lashazeva Avodizara Bakama Makomos. Many times the word Tofel or Tafel is used in connection to Avodizara. Tiflus. Right? Foolishness. Shav the Pasik says in it says in Echa. And Yechezkel says the Klayakar. This Pasik is alluding to. Two Averis, the two tragedies, and that's why it's Bain Bain. It's the Bain Hamitzarim, Bain Parnu Bain Tofel. Ubayezer Nasnu Tiflo Elokim, Viz Tiflo Elokim, Vizehayi Biyazayin Betamuz, Ubobo Yamnestabur Haluchos. So we stand. Tofaran is Tishabav, that's the Meraglim. Tofel is the Egel, that's Shavasa Betamuz. Ubekiyas Avanam Eluk Vladaros, and the Shviras Haluchos that took place. Okay, sorry about that. Um, we continue. So the Clay Yucker says that being part of a Tofel is between the two tragedies that took place, Shavasa Batamuz and Tishabav, the Miraglim and the Egel. That is an illusion between these two days. And then, says the Clay Yucker, line 20, Ubebezmanim elu of the Yisrael Shneim Ke'echad. On these two days, we lost. We lost the Batei Migdash. Vim Kane El Miya Nusu Ezra, where are we gonna run for help? Kibiyu Zain Batamus Shahasuha Ego Bobayom Nazar Achar Upanala Shemis Brah Oref and Shvasa Batamus, we did the ego, we turned away from God, Velo Panim Bechodeshamazlosartan Vahulu Ubatish and we turned away. Ubatishabav Hayamaisa Maraglim Bo Bayom Nolda Mida Sinas Chinam Bi Israel on that day that the Maraglim had baseless hatred for the rest of Klal Yisrael, look at the Avera that they caused, and for Eretz Yisrael, Vatomer b'sinat Hashem osanu osiyanu Hashem. They said Hashem must hate us, we hate Hashem, so Hashem must hate us, as Rashi says there, Ki heima savru, me'ach ha'shakol echad me'am soni es chavero, kach v'stama, soni osam, gama kodesh baruchu. They hated each other, right, hatred is just part of the Bria, and therefore kodesh baruchu, we have to hate him, chas v'shalom. This is what it's all about. And this caused the ultimate destructions that already laid the foundations of the groundwork for the sins later that caused the destructions of the two Bati Mikdash. We're going to read the whole, get the whole idea, and then we're going to talk about it. Keep it line 28. The first bias, there was sinas chinam between the great, the princes of Am Yisrael. And during Baisheni, it was the entire Jewish people, as the Gemara says in Yuma, and that was as Chodesh Av, all going back to the first two original sins, Ben Parano Ben Tofel. Adkan Question. We might have noticed that the Klayakar said that Sinaschinam caused the Chorban of both Bate Mikdash. If you look at the Gemara in Yuma that he's quoting, the Gemara doesn't say that. Gemara Yuma Daftes says what generally we assume, and that is the first base Amigdash was the big three. Gili Arayis Avodazar Shvichas Damim. The second base Amigdash was Sinaschinam. What does he mean that the that the Sinaschinam destroyed by Rishon? And second of all, if it did, he doesn't even say it was the whole nation. It was the Nesim of Am Yisrael that had the Sinaschinam. So what does that have to do with the rest of Klal Yisrael? So why would why would they why why was there the destruction? If it was only Sinaschinam of the Nesim. Those are the two questions of the Rinas Yitzchak on the Klayakar, Yitzchak Saratzin. And Achron on an Achron. Vitzarachim, fifth line or so, he quotes the Klayakar in short. He quotes, Mikdash Rishon, Mipnei Macharav, Mipnei Gimel Dvarim, Shahayubo. 
We know that base first base Amigdash were the big three. Aval Mikdashani Khara Vibrishinaskinam. Hare to make the Shrijan Lonisra Nachrava. Vibrishinaskinam. What's the Klayaka talking about? He knows the Gemara. The Otsarachbir and the second question, as we said, the Bais Rishon Lois and Aschinam Elabain is Sia Rishon, Levad, by time in Nechrava Vais, why was the Bais destroyed? So the Klayakar quote the Rinas Yisra quotes the Maharal and Netzach Yisrael that tells us he is so gadol, the difference between the two Bate Mikdash. Something that we have to realize at this time of year, every day of our lives, but specifically as we come close to Tishabav, which is coming up in a couple of days. Halavai, when anybody listens to this year, will be uh, celebrating, it won't be a, won't be a Velas anymore, but until then, here's the Mahara. It says the Mahara line 16. The Mikdash Rishon Hayah Shechina Shorebo. As we know, Bayis Rishon had the Shechina. The Gemara says in Yuma that Bayisheni was missing five things. One of the items that were missing was what the Gemara called Shechina. The first Beis HaMikdash had the Shechina. Vilafichach. Therefore, because the root Kedusha of the first Beis HaMikdash was Hashem's presence residing, what then undermines and destroys that type of Mikdash? Tumah when we drive God's presence out. If the base of Mikdash is Kedusha, is based on God's presence, so when we drive His presence out, that's the undermining of the Kedusha. That's Chorban. So, Lefiqa Chorban Shalom, Kashalom HaYeroi Shetishwa Shechina Beinayim, Vahainu Kishetim was based on Mikdash, with Gilead Raiz, Avodah Zorah Shvi Chazdamim. Bias region was destroyed by the big three, because why the big three are symbolic of the major Averos that, that drive away Shechina, and therefore, that, that led to Chorban, Memela. What about Bayesheni? Mikdasheni. Shalohaisa. Shechina. Shorebo. Kamobi. Mikdash. Rishon. It didn't have the Shechina, as the Gemara says. Lonechra. Bishulei. Lo. Gimel. Averis. The three Averis that wouldn't have destroyed the Bayesheni, because Bayesheni's Kedusha didn't flow from that. What was Bayesheni's uh, Kedusha? Where did it come from? Milus Mikdasheni. Haya. Machmas. Yisrael. Atzmam. It was from the Jews themselves. Ki Yisrael he misachdim al yidei beis hamikdash. Ben Yisrael come to the beis hamikdash. It's the central, central meeting place of the Jewish people. Shah, you're right. A lot of them didn't come up, but on aliyah leregel shahayolam umebnei nechrav abayis. If the whole kedusha is based on the achdus of Klal Yisrael, then memela once there's no achdus, the beis hamikdash ceases to exist. That's the Maharal. The Maharal says, Bayis Rishon's Kedusha flowed from Hashras Hashchina. How do you dis- Why does Hashras Hashchina leave? When there's Tumah. When there's Tumah based on the Gimel Averis. Second base of Migdosh was based on Achdus, because there was no Shechinus, so it was based on Klai Yisrael coming together in one place, giving Karbanus. Memela, once there was Sinas Chinam, so that destroyed the Bayis, by, didn't even destroy it. It drove away the, the source of the Kedusha, and Memela, it fell apart, Memela, this Chorban. So now, enter Rinas Yitzchak, line 5, Ulefize Yishlomer, now I can explain the Klayakar. Why does the Klayakar say that even Sinas Chinam caused Mikdash Rishon, and it was only the Nesim? Because why the Klayakar is implicitly bothered, says the Rinas Yisrach, why, even if Beis HaMikdash Type 1 was Nechrav during the times of Bayis Rishon, maybe there should be at least a Beis HaMikdash Type 2. Fine, the Shechina leaves, 
But what about the other element of Kedusha that could have a Mikdash? What about Klal Yisrael being together? That's what he's saying. The Sinas Chinam root even led to the, the, the backup. That couldn't have been good. And that, you don't even need all. All of Klai Yisrael lost it because of the Shechina. But the backup is even the Nesim. Says the Klai Yaker. Diafa, got the Muvur Gemara, even though it says in the Gemara that it was destroyed because of the big three Averas. That's why, Hainu Raksha, may I time of Abdu Milo's base on Migdash Rishon, Shayemi Yuchad B'Milo, Shaysa Shechina Shorebo, Avalakati Lohet Sarach, Shayyech Rebbe Migdash Legamre. Who says it should be destroyed totally? To Logormi Migdash Shani, Shohei Shechina, the second base of Migdash in Shechina. And it could have still existed. But they had achdus. That's what the Kleyakar is saying. You couldn't have the backup here because they didn't have the achdus. The Avanesia Yisrael weren't together, so all the nation lost it because of the Shechina, and then they lost it again because of the lack of achdus of the Nesia. Okay, let's move on now to the next thought. Yes. Yeah, I don't, well, the question was, why is the order... Why is the order changed? Be part of a tofel. And I'm actually got to check all the rest of the averas on the list. Are they all in chronological order? But either way, part of tofel. Maybe it's saying that um, you know sofa mochiach atchilaso. Either way. Okay, let's move on. Source parak parak aleph pasugid aleph The next source is pretty tiny words, so I'm sorry I didn't blow it up. But uh, if you have a sifsechacham at home, you could uh, could uh, read it could read it at home. But based on a pasuk. First Pasik right after Shani. There is a discussion. It's probably the most controversial, unclear. Where will the real Shani step forward? Right, the, the many, many Chumashim, the Chumashim, I think, uh, years ago, always had Shani was by Pasik Yudbeis, which starts off Echa Esa Levadi, and the Minagwa, and that's where you read, up to Kashadi Be'alachem, read on, up, up to there on a Monday and a Thursday, but the Minagwas, because you don't want to start the Aliyah with Echa, so you end the Aliyah on Shabbos by the Pasik before. But because of that, many Chumashim now just have Shani by the previous Pasik, which has led to Mondays and Thursdays, they're laying one Pasik shorter. But as in the, I think in the older Chumashim, you'll still find Shani by Pasik Yudbeis. Okay. Okay, anyway, so the the last pasuk, uh, or the first pasuk in Shani, Hashem alokeav osechem Yosef alechem kochem elaf pa'amim. Pasuk says, Moshe is talking to Bnei Yisrael. Hashem will add on to you a thousand times. Yosef alechem kochem elaf pa'amim. Vivarecheschem kasher diber alechem, and he'll bless you like he said. So if you just read the pasuk, most of the time you can read the pasuk and just figure out what's bothering Rashi. Moshe says, "I'll bless you a thousand times, and I'll give you a bracha like he spoke to you." What's the double? He'll bless you. Right? Is that what he said or what he didn't say? So Rashi says, What's the extra phrase? They said to him, Moshe says, he'll give you a thousandfold. And they said to him, Moshe, Why are you giving us a finite number? A thousand? What do you mean? Nobody's going to be able to count it. You're saying just a thousand? So that's why Avalahem Zumi Shalihi. No, this is mine. Avalhu Yevarecheschem Kasher Diberlochem. No, the thousand is mine. He'll give you he capital H will give you whatever he wants, like he said. What's 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 behind the Rashi? It's fine. What do you mean it's Mishali? Mishali. Oh, this is mine. What does that mean? Says the Sifsechachamim right here. Says the Mishali is based on a Chazal. Based on a Chazal. I read on the fourth line. Yeshlomar. Dekachamar Moshe Zumishali. Dehainu ha'elef schar brachos. Where does a thousand come from? 
Pirish. Lefisha Moshe li made li Yisrael mea brachos shechayev kol adam lomar v'chol yom. Moshe Rabbeinu, according to Chazal, was the one that came up with a hundred brachos a day. Mea brachos shenemar. As the as it says, and this is his his hint. Vizos habracha, the last parsha. Vizos habracha, asher beirach Moshe ish ha'elokim. Moshe ish ha'elokim. First letters spell out mea. Spell out mea. Rashi Tevis mea. Look at the Sophie Tevo. Spell out Moshe. Right, Moshe backwards. So mea and Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu is Malamid bnei Yisrael. A hundred brachas. A hundred brachas. Point number one, and then there's another hint. I'll take Marshall Kachas Shalmi Yimach. I'll take Remeya Elama Elameya. Either way, Moshe Rabbeinu is besakin a hundred brachas. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, if each Jew gives a hundred brachas, how much is a mitzvah worth? So we know from the Gemara Masechus Chulin. We'll get to it in the Daf Yomi in a couple of weeks. The Masechus Chulin says a mitzvah is worth ten zehuvim, ten gold coins. The Gemara talks about if you steal a mitzvah, you got to pay ten zehuvim. So a hundred brachas. And each bracha is a mitzvah, ten gold coins, that's the thousand. Moshe says, Zumi Sheli, these are for me. I told you to say a hundred brachas, each is ten, so a thousand is for me. V'akodesh Baruch Hu Mishalem Neged Kol Bracha Asara Zahuvim, Kavachas Asara Zahav, Kavagamatria Meya, another Gamatria. So he says, Imkain Almeya Brachas, Schar Elav Zahuvim, that's Moshe Rabbeinu Mishali. And he says the rest is going to be for Makarish Baruch. Okay, that's a cute little Sifsech um, Achamim, which tells us uh, the hint. But there's another uh, connected idea, and that is what. So what they, what was Moshe saying? What they they didn't accept, but Esau didn't like it. So there's one other Hosafa, and that is in the Yagdal Torah. He quotes from the Beis Yisrael, one of the Rebbes. Quotes the Beis Yisrael that he heard this when he was eight years old from his father, the Imre Amos. He says there was gives a gives a marshal. He says there was once a chacham. The one who came up with chess. The one who came up with chess. And the king was very impressed with the person who, who came up with chess. Got to do the, uh, got to, I guess, Google to figure out exactly if this is a mushal or if this is a true story. I see you're very smart. You know, what do you want? How could I repay you for coming up with such a great invention, such, such a game which, which uh, such wise people play? What do you want? So the Chacham says, you know what? This is what I want. You see the, you see the board? There are 64 squares on the board. The, the people that are, that are in charge of all of your Otsaros, in charge of all of your treasure houses, put one grain or one gold coin, whatever it is, on the first box. On the second box, two. On the third box, four. On the next box, 16. Keep, keep going on all the boxes. The king hears him and says, you just want me to fill up this this uh, this board? That's all you want? I'm offering you and this is all you want? You want a piece of wheat, on, one on here, and two on here, and four on here, and eight, 16 on there? What do you... The Chacham says, just do it. Just do it. And as they start filling up the boxes, they realize that every box is exponentially more, right, than the, than the previous one. And in Lundavar Sof. And even though it seemed like he asked for nothing, the king realizes that he asked for more than he, than he could get. And more than he had, more than he has in the storage houses. He says, you want to give me more afterwards? Give me more. And he starts filling it up and starts filling it up and he realizes it's, it's a, I can't do it. Just the boxes. 
Moshe Rabbeinu says to Klal Yisrael, what's the Russian? Yosef Alechem Kachem Elef Pa'amim. Hashem will add onto you like you. What does that for it, word mean? Yosef Alechem Kachem Elef Pa'amim. Says the Imre Emes, Kachem means like you. What are you? You're 600,000. A thousand times he's going to exponentially multiply you. 600,000 times 600,000. It's in the Dabr Sof. That's exactly what Moshe was saying. They didn't get it though. They were like the Melech. They were like, come on, you're being finite. You're being finite. So Moshe had to reiterate and explain it to them in a way that they could understand. Okay, it'll be infinite. But as what Moshe was basically saying, that's what he said in the next paragraph. Moshe. But Israel didn't understand their kavana, and that's why they asked for the next for the next phrase. Okay, that's pasuk Yudalef, elef pa'amim, and kasha diber, kasha diber lachem. Let's continue. Aleph Yudzayin. Let's talk about a mitzvah. Actually, an iser. Lo sakira panim b'mishpat. Do not show favoritism in judgment. Kachadon kagadol tishmaun. You have to listen to any any uh, any of the people in in your court equally. Lo taguru mipnei ish. Do not fear anybody. Don't fear anybody. Ki amishpat lelo kimhu. And the mishpat, the law is God's. Lo taguru mipnei What does that mean? Rashi says lo tiro. Don't be fearful. Don't be fearful. If you look in the Medrash, the Sifri, beginning of source number nine, the Sifri says the following, and the Sifri is quoted by the Rambam. Says the Sifri, Lo saguru, Shemetomar. Maybe you, a judge, might say, he's in the middle of judging a case, and all of a sudden he realizes he's scared of one of the parties involved. Maybe he's going to kill me. I'm going to rule against him. He's going to kill me. He's going to burn my house down. He's going to destroy my property. That's the Pasuk. Don't fear. Don't fear. Asks many of the Mepharshim. Ask Rabbi Yaakov, come and ask, ask others. Are we supposed to take this literally, this Medrash? The Rambam quotes it for Pharish. He quotes it verbatim. In Sefer Mitzvahs and in Mishnah Torah. But what does it say? Even if you say you're worried that he's going to kill you, still, you're not allowed to be scared. You're not allowed to recluse yourself and go leave the din. Once you take the case, you take the case. So this isn't one of the big three. You don't have to give you a life for, for this. So what exactly is how are we supposed to understand this? So says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky could be understood based on a Yam Shal Shlomo. On a Marshal. On a Marshal. I hope next week to give uh, one of the Daf Be'in Shirem related to this Marshal in an expanded way, but right now we're just going to mention the Marshal. The Marshal writes in Mesechah's Baba Kama. In the world of Marshals, this is a, uh, should be, and is uh, a known marshal. Says the Gemara Babakama. Let's learn the Gemara together. Source number ten. Turning over the page. Says the Gemara Babakama. Tanurabana. Farshochamalchus Romi Shnesardiotos Eitzachme Yisrael. The Roman government sent two officers to the Jews. Limdunu Taraschem. Teach us Torah, please. Teach us your Torah. 
So they taught it to them a few times over. When they were leaving, the officer said, Everything you taught us is MS. There's one halacha that we don't we don't get and we don't understand. What's that halacha? This is why it's in Babakama. You say that if a Jew's ox scores a non-Jew's ox, it's pater. The other way around is the opposite. He always pays full. I don't understand that. Says the say the officers. If non-Jews are out of the parish of Nizikin, it should be pater both ways. If they're in the parish of Nizikin, then it should be chay both ways. But don't worry, we won't tell the government on you. That's the story. Tosus deals with two problems. Question number one is, how do they teach them Torah? How do they teach them Torah? It's also to teach them Torah. So says the Tosvis, V'yem Tomar, V'yamrinu b'chagiga, ha'malami Torah lo'vi kachavim over v'asin. I want to teach an Anju Torah. Topic of a separate shir. We had a shir on this a couple of months ago. Adaf b'iyan shir. Which is on the on the website. Question, how do they teach him Torah? V'yeshlom, our first answer. T'bal karkach asu. Alpi dibri ha'moshel. They never choice. They were forced. V'lo nizchaibu limsar atzman. They didn't have a choice. They had to, they had to be Moser Nefesh. They didn't have to be Moser Nefesh too. I'm sorry. To not teach them Torah. And therefore they taught him Torah. We'll stop there in Tosus. Says the Marshal of another question on Tosus. Their lives were in danger to teach them Torah. Don't you think it was a little bit risky to teach them this halacha of Sharsha Yisrael Shanaga Sharsha Lakum and Sharsha Wasn't it a little risky? Their lives were in danger to teach them Torah. So shouldn't they have maybe bent the truth a little bit, left something out, maybe, f- f- you know, fudged the lines a little bit, and yet they obviously taught it to them straight. And they, they lucked out. They didn't take him to task for it. Says the Marsha, you know what you see from here? From this Gemara, Gam Shamina Mehai Brisa, line 11 in the Marshal. Da Asr Lishanos Divrei Torah Af Kiyasakana. One is not allowed to present Torah in a false way, even if it's Sakana Safashis. Vachayev Limsar Atzmoleh. This does not mean that if somebody is about Shuvah and they're not ready to hear a certain halacha yet, that we have to tell them every single detail of Ilchas Borer on the first Shabbos that we're coming from. That's not what this, the message is. The message is, is that in this context, where they're presenting the entire Torah, so they are presenting it in a false way, is what Rav Shechter likes to call a ziyuf Torah. It's a plagiarization, it's a falsification of Torah. And that's the Harig Val Yavar. There's no other worse halacha to say. That seems biased. They should have changed it a little bit. Next line. Next column. They would have been deniers. Right, they didn't have to say it, but if they asked him about this halacha, you can't fake it. You can't lie about it. And therefore, that's what they had to do it. Then he deals with what about the Septuagint, how they make all those, all those changes. Right, that's dealt with with the continuation. Feel free to, to look. But either way, this is the Gemara. Says the Rabbi Yaakov Kamenesky, say other achronim, that's the Pshat of our Medrash. You can't be scared of what? Of giving, if, if this guy is chayiv, 
then even if your life might be in danger, there's nothing to do. Right? It's a falsification of Torah not to give the proper proper din. The halacha is if you don't want to take the case that you're allowed to do. But once you take the case to give a a false judgment, to not give the true judgment, so that's something that that we cannot accept. That's the Yamsha Shlomo explaining the din of Lo Saguru Mipnei Ish. Okay, two more thoughts on the Parsha and then one on Inyana Dioma. Perak Alaf Pasuk Lamezayin. Alaf Lamezayin. One word in the Pasuk. One word in the Pasuk. Says Moshe Rabbeinu, Gambi His Anaf Hashem Biglalchem Leimar. Hashem got mad at me because of you. Gamatalo Tavosham. Moshe is just saying right before, and he's talking about the Miraglim. Only Kalev and, and Yoshua. And Gambi is Anaf Hashem also got mad at me because of you. What does that mean? Biglalchem. Got mad at me because of you? Now, what does Moshe have to do with the Miraglim? He was just talking about the Miraglim in the previous Pasuk. Ask the Arachayim HaKadosh. Ask the Ramban. What does that mean? Big So the Ramban says in Source 13, don't take it so literally. When they're, when Moshe's talking about that, you know, they're not going to Derek Yisrael, so he throws himself into. I'm also not going to Derek Yisrael for my own reasons, but that's the Ramban. But the Arachayim HaKadosh says otherwise. Source 14. Kasha. Falo Matzinu. Halo lo Matzinu. Shis Anaf Hashem HaMoshe Ba'amon Meraglim. You're right at the beginning. It's shlach lechala. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have done it. But never found that Moshe didn't go into Eretz Yisrael because of the Miraglim. What do the, does the Miraglim have to do with Moshe Rabbeinu not going into Eretz Yisrael? So says the Arachaim. You got to put together. We have to put together two separate sources, and then A plus B is going to equal an answer. Source number one. Source number one says the Arachaim line eleven. The Amru Od. The Gemara in Sota. If, as planned, Moshe would have, they would have gone in quickly, and Moshe would have built the base Hamigdash right after they went into Eretz Yisrael, had Moshe built the base Hamigdash, the base Hamigdash would have been eternal and stood forever. Because Moshe built it. One. Second source. This is a Medrash that's quoted in Tosfus. Medrash says, "Bipasak on the pasuk, Mizmar lo Asaf, Elokim ba'obagayim anachal asecha, Timosecha kachecha." The Medrash in Tehillim Ayintas, the, the, this that's the parak in Tehillim that we always say when they're at Saris. That's the parak about the korban. We say Elokim Goyim came in and they, they destroyed the base of Migdash. Ask the Medrash, Mizmar lo Asaf, Kinami boyle. It should be a lament. What do you mean a Mizmar, a song? Kinami boyle, Ella. Says the Medrash, why are we singing that there was a Khurban? Al Shahishlich Hamaso al Aitzim Ba'avanim. Because Hashem by doing the Khurban took his wrath out on the sticks and the stones of the Beis Hamigdash. Instead of us. He took a mashkon. Instead of Bnei Yisrael, he took his wrath out on the physical building and he saved the nation. Put those two things together, says the Arachayim HaKadosh. Number one, if Moshe had built the base of Mikdash, it would never have been able to get destroyed. Number two, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did us a favor and saved us by destroying the building and venting his wrath on that and not on us. So let's think about this now. If B'nai Yisrael would never have sinned by the Miraglim, they would have stayed, stayed on their high spiritual level at that moment. They would have gone straight in and Moshe would have built the base of Mikdash. Then what would have happened later on in history? when B'nai Yisrael did sin. And there wouldn't have been a way out of 
destroying Klal Yisrael. There wouldn't have been a Kadosh Baruch wouldn't have been able to take the Mashkon. So says Moshe Rabbeinu, Big Lalchem, because you did the Miraglim and you were on a lower level already. Now Hakadosh Baruch Hu had to figure out a way behind the behind the scenes that I wouldn't be building the Beis Hamikdash because he wanted he wanted you to be his nation forever. Me'ata, second column. It wouldn't have been possible. He would have had to destroy us. So there was a little hint of Gzeras Moshe, even by the Miraglim. Yes, it wasn't finalized and, and put into stone, without a plan of words, until Moshe hit the rock. That's what he discusses in the last few lines. But in a certain sense, the Gzera was already somewhat in place when the Miraglim took place. Pirish, begilgul dvarim shelachem, ki im lo haya avona Miraglim, bo'yin nechlasim efshar, sh'yin nechlas Moshe imayim, v'agam sh'yivna beisam migdash, sh'yin mechush, ki lo nizgaber b'chinas hara, v'yin omdi b'tzidkam ba'aretz. Nobody would have sinned, everybody would have been on a great high spiritual level, and they would have been there forever. But the fact they did the Miraglim, that showed they were on a certain lower level, and there would be problems in the future, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Moshe, I can't have you going in there and building it. And he waited to see if there was going to be anything, whatever. There was the, the orchestration of events uh, behind the scenes. Moshe obviously did something, uh, but also it was HaKadosh Baruch Hu's involvement as well. And there's a lot of sources that talk about how Moshe, yes, the Torah says it was because of a sin, but there were other reasons behind the scenes that Moshe couldn't go into Eretz Yisrael uh, either, and this was what the Arachayim HaKadosh is telling us. Okay. Two more. One more related to the parsha. Perak Dalid, let's go now towards the end of the parsha. Dalid, Perak Dalid, Pasuk Vav through Tess. Sorry, Perak, uh, where is this? Actually, it's the beginning of next week's parsha. I wanted to add this in here. Beginning of next week's parsha. It has to do with um, a message that we could all all think about at this time of... Um, at this time before Tisha B'Av. We have enough for Veschan and Bethesha next week. So you can use this this week and next week. Says the Pasuk. Mi Gai Gadol. You know, I also put this here because the Rav Pinkus talks about this Pasuk on, on Dvarim. That's why this is here also. That's why, uh, but it's talking about the Pasuk in next week's parasha. Says the Rav, says the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu. Ushmartem Dalat Vav. You should know that the Torah is your chachma in front of the nations. If you keep the Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu says, you're going to be a light unto the nations. Hashem is so close to you. Just keep the Torah, and you'll be awesome. But if you forget... Then forget it, right? You're gonna be downtrodden and and you're gonna be you're gonna be low. If Pinkus points out, right, Rashi Rashi quotes there Az um Chuk um where is it? If you do the Torah, then you'll be on the highest level. And if not, you'll be chachamim. Or you'll be shotim. Extremes. Says of Pinkus, what's the message of that line of if you do it, you'll be chachamim, and if not, you'll be shotim. Says of Pinkus, source 15. 
Hagayim Domin Lashemesh. Every other nation in the world is compared to the sun. They count to the sun, their solar calendar. What does that mean? The sun has an inherent nature. Every nation has certain tchunot, certain inherent qualities. Different nations have different qualities. Some have a neof, and some have ritzicha. They all have different qualities about them. Some positive, some negative, but they all have something about them. Just like the sun, it has something inherent about it. The moon, as we know, has no light from its own. It's all just a reflection. Am Yisrael has no inherent qualities. Okay, he's not going with the Rachmanim Baishanim Gomlech Hasadim right now. It's a different, uh, different uh, way to look at it. La Am Yisrael ain't shum tchuna atmis bishalo. Ha tchuna ha yechida shishlam hi. Shedarkam yachol ish takif orish lakarish barachu. We are connected to Hashem. If we reflect God's will, that's who we are. We don't have, that is Rachmanim Baishanim Gomlech Hasadim. But we don't have any inherent quality independently. Says the Pinkles, I'll give a mushal as he always does. Think about things in, the, in your house. There are tables, there are chairs, there are forks, there are spoons. There's everything. And there's also mirrors. There's a usage for everything in the house. You could put things on a table. You could sit on a chair. You could brush your teeth with a toothbrush. There's usage for everything. What's the usage of a mirror? There's no inherent usage of a mirror except to use it to see other things. That's all a mirror. You don't put things on a mirror or else it's going to break. A mirror, by definition, is there to serve you to see other things in it. To see you, to see other items. That's Klal Yisrael. To Hashem. Hashem is our mirror. If we, or, or we are His mirror, that's like the moon. Says Rav Pincus. Because we don't have anything on our own. We don't have any inherent quality. What's the point of a mirror if you can't look in it? We have nothing. But if we reflect it, so then, then we could be amazing. We could be a sheep among 70 wolves. As we think about it, this time of year, we're surrounded by wolves this time of year. We're still here. That's only because we reflect Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Nothing, nothing on our own. We're a Re'ib Alma. We're the mirror. Hamashakif as as Keven Malchuso, Kvod Malchuso Yisbarach Ba'olam. That's what we have to think about as we head into this time period. As we're in this time period, we have to mirror Hakadosh Baruch Hu's Ratzon, and in that way, bring the Biyaz One final point related to Enyana Diyoma. Rav Asher Weiss has a beautiful piece in his in his Moadim. Related to Tishabov, in Source 17, biting peace, very important for each one of us. Of course, the Gemara tells us, as we know, any generation that doesn't have the base of Migdash rebuilt in its day, it's as if it was destroyed in its day. And not only that, the Yerushalmi says, it's as if he destroyed it. Ki'ilu hu hechrivo, line 4. As if we destroyed it. What did we do? Says the Minchas Asher. When we talk about, oh, it's as if it's destroyed in our day, it's very easy to think for us to say, yeah, because of him. Because of him. We look around our generation, we're like, of course, look at, look at our generation. Look at how much, uh, how many Averis are being done in this generation. Look what he's doing, look what she's doing, look what they're doing. 
It's not the Torah's way. The Torah's way is when there's there's a nachsho, when there's a when there's a tremendous storm at sea. What does Yonah say? What does Yonah say? Bishaliasarazeh. The storm is because of me. The Gemara says in Gitin Daf Ches, story by Rabbi Shulben Chananya. He was once going to Rome. Amrulah, and they said to him, there was a, there's a little child stuck in jail. Gorgeous child. He goes to the door of the jail and he looks inside. And he says, You're in jail. Isn't it terrible? Look what, the, look what happened. You're sitting here in jail. The child answers him, Halo Hashem that's what he answers him. We sinned against God, and they don't listen to his ways. Vloshom b'taraso. Omar. Bishob Hanani hears that and says, Muftachni bo shemorho b'Yisrael, he's going to be a gadol adar. He came out, he redeemed him for all the money in the world, and that was Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. Asked the Ramin Chasasher, how did Rabbi Shob Hanani know that of his godless? Why? Because he acted mature? Says Rabbi Chasasher, be medayik in the Pasuk. What does it say? First it says, Halo Hashem Zuchatanu, and then it says, Velo Avu Bidrachav. What did this little child do? He first took his own responsibility. It's our fault. And then he said, You know, our whole generation has what to work for. But first he says, It's me. It's us. That's the sign of a leader. That's the sign of a true Ever Hashem. Aloka line fifteen, you could skip uh, for lines eight. Kodem ishlafash bivimasenu lifnesh anu matzbiyim alachere mumashim osanu. First to look internally before we blame others. Kitamid kalyosa lahashem achem. It's so easy to blame others, right? The other types of Jews, not me. I'm in the middle. I'm I'm exactly where Hashem wants. To the right, to the left. For the litzlos b'hem is kolatachluenu to blame them. That's much easier. Right? To think about others. Why am I here? The stukim, the baitusim. There were plenty of Jews that weren't acting like Jews in those times. But he didn't say that. He says, that's godless. And that's why he said, he's going to be a Moor Rabbi Israel. What did Chazal say? says the Chazasher. Second base Hamigdash. They were Lom de Torah. They were Oskim Torah. Sinas Chinam. Kachan Bedorenu. Says the Minchas Asher. And we all have to internalize this. Each one of us. Rabin Bikirbenu. And many of us. Margishim. Sheyodim Ebitachon Gomer Lom Nivna. You know why there's no Beis HaMikdash here? What is he? Why is it? HaReformim. HaConservativim. HaChilonim. Nisui Taroves. The intermarriage. Vachulu. We have plenty. We have, we have plenty of excuses. Bishalanu hasar hazeh. We have to say no. It's cause of us. Lo ba'avon osayim shall tinoko shenishbu. Kodesh Baruch Hu is not holding it back because of the tinoko shenishbu. Velo beginam shall elo shosiu with aswam and aklal. And it's not only Kodesh Baruch Hu. Obviously, we'll pay them back for those who went off the derech. U partial eros besalos zaros. Bnei Torah anu v'zachinu lizbasim ba'orishal Torah. We have the schus of learning and devoting our lives to Torah. We know the MS. And we still fight with each other. And we still can't get along. Lefamim ain't on hochim la'oro. Na'ed darshim, velo na'ed mekaimim. 
Bishalonu Asarazer. Says Rav Asher Weiss, and only he could say it, because he is, he is someone who talks to every Jew, who teaches Torah to every Jew. And only in that way, if we say Bishalonu, if we take the responsibility first, only that way will we get a base of English back and celebrate on the Yom HaMoed that Tishrav is supposed to be. Okay, we'll stop here.